This is the So Worth It podcast, a place where we're talking about growing a business while raising a family, not to mention all of the crazy, fun, and hard stuff that comes with it. I'm sure I don't have to tell you, none of it's easy, but it is so worth it. If that sounds like your sort of thing, stick around. I'm your host, Jackie Ellis. Welcome to the show. Hey there, and welcome back to So Worth It. I am so excited to record this episode today because it is something that I just thought would be super helpful to share. It's something that a lot of people told me in the beginning of starting my business, but I didn't quite comprehend like how important it was to do. And before I get into exactly what that is, although you probably already know by Uh, seeing the title of this episode that I'm going to be talking about giving up your inbox, as in your email inbox. But this has come up recently, or something that I've been thinking about recently, because as I record this, it is December, and it is a busy month. It is like, I don't know anyone on planet Earth that doesn't feel like December is busy. It is busy for whether you have a business or not, whether you have kids or not, there's just a lot of obligations. There's a lot of spending. There's a lot of budgeting. There's a lot of excitement and stress and just all the things. And in my business, what we've done this year, that's a little bit different from any other year is we have front loaded our month. And I used to work like all the way up until the holidays and then just take a little bit of time off between Christmas and New Year's. And now I've decided that we the team really needs that time to just kind of unwind. And we don't take the full two weeks off um, at the end of the month, but we limit our calls. We limit our creation. Like we are still checking on clients' ads. We are still communicating with clients, but we're not getting on Zoom calls and we're not getting on like calls with clients or with each other. We're not having meetings. We're just taking the time to like stay in your pajamas to work if you want, (laughs) although that's kind of always the rule, but just not having to show up physically as much. And what front loading has meant for us though, is that everything that we might need by January 1st has to be done by December 15th. And that's cramming basically a month's worth of work into two weeks. And that's been kind of challenging. And so why this episode came to mind for me is because simplifying things is always a priority for me as well as getting things off my plate that don't need to be there. That is a priority. However, as my team knows, and if they are listening to this episode, they are probably chuckling to themselves because I, in an effort to make things more simple, sometimes it makes it more complicated. That's a funny thing to say or realize, but trying to as you know, you know, when you try to delegate something to someone, you start to realize all the things that you have to explain, right? And that makes it feel complicated to, and, and so we continue to do things, put things on our own plate, just because it's easier than explaining to someone else how to do it. Even though in the long run, 
it'll be so much easier for them to do because they're better at it and for you not to do because it's something that has to be done repeatedly, right? And just kind of cleaning up processes and that sort of thing to make more space for other things and making sure that the right people on my team are, you know, focusing on the right tasks has really, really been a big uh, focus of mine recently. So with that, because this is top of mind for me, I want to share with you a game changing move that I made a couple of years ago, actually, that we're always, you know, always trying to improve. We're always trying to improve many things in the business. Um, and that is giving up your inbox for good. So a couple of years ago, I had a, an assistant, a part-time assistant that took over my inbox and I was very scared to hand over that task. And that was because I thought that, of course, I was the only one who could appropriately respond to people's questions, right? Because I had all of the answers in my head and I was kind of juggling things on the fly. But, you know, in retrospect, of course, it's always easier to see clearly when we look back. I realized that there were some very simple things that I could have clarified that made everything so much easier. And that it, of course, doesn't have to be me. It's just that all the things in my head had to be saved somewhere so that other people on my team knew the information. Not They didn't need to know what I was thinking. They just had to know the information. And it was just being stored in my own brain at the time. So here is what my assistant does for me in my inbox. And then I'm going to share with you a couple ways that you can prepare to make that inbox transition and get it off your plate. So one of the things that my assistant does is she books my calls. So a lot of times if clients want to book calls um, with me, or if people are requesting for me to be interviewed on their podcast, or if there's a discovery call or something like that, she has access to my calendar. And I'll talk more about my calendar in a moment, but she can see my availability. And we have some boundaries set around my availability because I have very limited energy for calls, to be honest. It's like the most taxing thing that I do in my business is to show up for calls because I want to be fully present for my clients. And so anyway, I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to pop into my inbox multiple times per day to see if someone responded about booking a call. Okay, someone's handling that for me. Another thing that my assistant does is handles client onboarding through um, my, through that inbox. Okay. So this is a separate inbox from my own private email account. Uh, this is just a general inbox, but this is where she might be responding to questions about the contract or sending the welcome email or, um, making sure that we have access to certain things, making sure that they're moving on to the next step in onboarding. Cause our onboarding process for clients, there are several steps and it's very important that we move forward in a timely fashion so that everyone can get to where they need to be so that our ads can start. So she does that through this inbox. And for me not to have to be involved in that side of the conversation is huge. That was also a game changer for me. Really all of these things 
are game changers. <laughs> but another thing that my assistant does is she answers general inquiries. So if someone reaches out to us through the website or uh, through a referral, through a friend, like if they hear about us on a podcast or something, they're probably getting the address to this email inbox. And she answers all of these general inquiries. And then finally, she answers customer inquiries, like program questions, um, access questions like login, uh, forgot password type stuff, refunds, billing, all that kind of stuff. So for me not to have to be involved in that, again, it's so good in so many ways because those things really, they do take up time that is better spent for me to do, be doing something else, but also brain space. You know, if a client, one thing I didn't mention regarding the billing, like if an invoice is overdue, she's also handling that. And for me not to have to take up brain space for that worrying about an overdue invoice or following up or hurt feelings or, or whatever it might be, because we all know we, everyone gets a little funny around money sometimes, right? It's so great to have someone besides myself supporting that. So all of these things, booking calls, onboarding clients, answering general inquiries and answering customer inquiries and handling billing and that sort of thing. How did I transition or how did I prepare for that transition to hand those things over? Because that's a lot, right? Well, first of all, I didn't knock it all out at once. This was a process and we're always um, refining it. But the very first thing that I did, this was with my previous assistant. I made a list. Actually, she requested this of me. She said, Jackie, can you just create a video, just record your screen and go into your inbox one day and just show me what you're doing with specific emails. And so this was the easiest thing for me because my brain will put aside a task thinking that it's going to be too difficult because I make it too difficult. Like I thought I needed to create like this list and write out all these instructions or the spreadsheet and organize it. Like why? All she wanted me to do was create a Loom video of a screen recording of me going through and saying, okay, this email from so-and-so, I get that every week, just put it in the trash. But when something's on sale, let me know. <laughs> okay. Or this email from so-and-so, this is actually regarding a client, just file it in the client folder and so on. And so what she did from that was she created a list of if this, then this, or if this, then that, right? If it's this email, then do that. If it's this email, then file it here, whatever. And that made it so easy for me. I can definitely record a Loom video where I'm just talking through it. That was so easy. So that's kind of where everything got started. And when she had that down, she had the list created and when she had moved on to outside of the agency, um, my new assistant came in, my new assistant came in and she was able to go through that list and use that kind of to guide her. And then she was able to learn from that. So that was the first thing. The second thing is we created a document with guided, what we're calling guided responses. And essentially what it is, is a template. 
it's a template for when someone asks about this, this is how you respond. Okay. And what I love about this so much is number one, we had frequently asked questions, right? We had been keeping tabs on the things that people emailed about, like, how do I access this? Or I, I bought this, but I can't find my login or, um, are you taking new clients and all of these things. So we put them in a Google doc and I crafted emails that are very similar to one, one another, um, in the way that I want to represent my company, right. Or how I want people to get a response from my company. And even though my assistant is copying and pasting those responses into an email, she is seeing the way I've crafted those responses. The level of communication that I expect is right there in that document, right? I'm always addressing their concern, telling them what we can do for them, you know, maybe even taking it to the next level. Um, to make them feel really assured that this has been handled or that they got the the appropriate response, so on, whatever. There's there are so many um, possible. There are so many emails that they're all a little bit different. But instead of having to craft these every single time that a response comes in, or for her to send me like the draft of what she wants to email, she can look in there and and if there's not a response for the specific email that she has received, she could probably easily craft something from the templates that I've provided. And like I said, it's seeing the way that I want them to respond to things. It is encouraging them to model after that. And so that has been game-changing too. And not just for my assistant, but we have those guided responses for other team members as well. And then another thing that you can do to prepare that I did was to give instructions for pre-qualifying clients. So one thing that we get a lot of emails about is referrals of people who want to work with us. They said, you know, my friend is a client of yours. And she said that I should work with you guys. Are you taking new clients? Another one is just applications that come in from our website. Another one might be applications from people that listen to the podcast. Um, Anytime an application comes in, my assistant has to look at that application or that email. If it's just an email, she'll send send them an application because the application, when we get that response, is where she looks and evaluates, is this a good uh, match for our services? Is this, she like pre-qualifies them, right? And then if it's a yes, she has a guided response to move them on to the next step to book a call with me, which then she books because she has an access to my calendar. Or if they're not a good fit, then she has a couple different courses to take. Either they might be a good fit for our signature program, which is a DIY program, or their business niche or their business model is just not a good fit for what we do in general. And she has a canned response or a guided response for that as well. 
So what was game changing here was identifying a very simple, like, I think it's three. I think it's literally only three things that we are like, if applications or inquiries do not meet these three criteria, then there are no. And it was made it very easy for her. So she can see on the application, oh, they, they checked this or they didn't say this. This is the minimum. They don't have these three things. So giving those instructions to help her pre-qualify, easy peasy. Now, here's the biggest one, in my opinion. All of them are big, but this was the biggest one. And it's still a challenge for me to this day. And that is keeping your calendar up to date. Okay. If you are allowing someone to do your booking for you, to book calls, you have to keep your calendar up to date with all of the things. And I still leave a lot of blanks on my calendar because I have this, um, I don't know, I have this fear of like looking too busy maybe, or maybe it's not that. Maybe it is my own response to a calendar that is completely booked. It, it does make me feel a little bit anxious. And I'm trying to get a little bit better about that because actually when I block time on my calendar for the things that need to get done, then my team can see what I'm focused on during that time, not specific tax, tasks, but like time blocking. Like this is the time that I'm going to be writing some ads. This is the time that I'm going to be reviewing applications or interviewing um, potential employees, that sort of thing, right? They can see what my priorities are, what I'm focusing on that time. And it doesn't get booked with a discovery call or a strategy call or something like that. This is crucial. But here's the other crucial piece. I have start times and end times on my calendar blocked off. So for example, on my calendar, it says from six to seven in the morning that I am working out. Do not ever, well, actually, what does it say? I'm going to look on my calendar. <laughs> it says, oh, here we go. Six to seven, it says workout, never book. And it is in red. It is a red block, Monday through Friday. Do I work out at that time every single day? No, <laughs> not every day. But I try to, and I want my team to know that that is not time that will ever get booked, okay? Now, under that, at 7.30 until 8.30, I have another red chunk with a finger, little emoji that's pointing up that says, no calls before unless approved. Okay, now, why would I do that? Well, I like to start my day, my official work day at 8.30 in the morning. And this is something that I've changed every single year. When my kids um, get older, change schools, go from elementary to middle to middle to high school, like their start time at school is different. And it affects my work day, their start and end time. And getting them up and ready for school in the morning, it changes year to year. So this year, this school year, I am starting my workday at 8.30 because both my kids are gone by that time. And I do have some clients that are many hours ahead of me, like um, in European time zones. And so there are occasions when I will book calls 
before 8.30 in the morning, typically around 7 a.m., but it has to be pre-approved with me first. So my assistant would have to ask in order to, or my team would have to ask in order to put something on the calendar before 7.30 a.m. Okay, so these are hard guidelines. These are like, like deal breakers or what do you call them? Like this is a hard, hard line here. It's in red for a reason on my calendar. Do not book above this time. And then you might think I'm crazy for this, but I have the same thing in the afternoon with an emoji arrow pointing down in the description that says no calls after unless approved. And that starts at 2 p.m. So I do not take any calls after 2 p.m. unless it is approved by me first. So there are always exceptions because I just believe that that's just the way of the world. There are always exceptions. Um, and I will make exceptions, but as a rule, I only take calls between 8.30 and 2 p.m. And I also block off all of my days that I take vacation, that my kids are off of school, that I'm going to be doing, you know, something virtual, that I'm not available. So that no matter what link or who has access to my calendar, they wouldn't be able to book anything on time that has already been reserved for something else. So I hope that makes sense. But seriously, this was a game changer, keeping my calendar up to date and putting those guidelines visibly on the calendar. Now there's something else that I'm not a super stickler about. It's kind of something that I've told my assistant um, maybe a couple times that she's really, really good about because she doesn't forget anything ever. She's amazing. Um, but I don't have it set in stone anywhere. And that is, I don't like to have more than three calls a day. I know, I know you might be like laughing because you do way more calls than that. Or maybe that sounds like a lot of calls to you, but I will tell you as an introvert, <laughs> it is very draining to me to be on more than three calls. And especially if they're hour long calls, that's three hours yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of time to show up and um, give someone everything that you've got. So my rule, I'd love to say that my rule was two hours of anything outside of the team, but right now it is three hours of any calls outside of the team. And that's working well for me so far. So now these days, I'm not in my inbox constantly. I I can't even tell you no, I could tell you the last time that I was in that inbox. And that was just to retrieve a password. And that was a couple of weeks ago. But before that, I have not been in that inbox in months, probably since my new assistant started. And that is amazing and freeing. And I know she's listening to this right now. So I'm just going to say, thank you, Ellen. I appreciate you. <laughs> All right. I hope that this episode was helpful for you. And that you got some really like tactile, I guess, <laughs> tips in how to hand off your inbox to someone else. Someone else can answer the questions and do the things for you. And you just have now an easy step-by-step -step process of 
how to give them the information that they need to be able to do it. So I'm going to leave you with that. And I hope that you have a great holiday and a wonderful new year. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. As always, you can find show notes, links, and more over at Jackie-Ellis.com. And if we haven't connected yet, make sure you come find me on Instagram at I am Jackie Ellis and shoot me a DM. Let me know what episode you listened to and what you thought. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for being brave, being amazing, and just being you. I can't wait until next time.